Welcome to Cake Money Confidential, hosted by your girl, Taylor Quinn. I'm a business mentor, wife, mom, projector, Enneagram 3, cancer sign, and making money is my love language. Around here, we believe business gets to be wildly profitable and fun as fudge cake. In 2020, my first full calendar year in business, I made over $400,000 cash while full-time teaching, wifing, and growing a tiny human. Because I combine the woo and the work, I know I can have it all, and I'm here to teach and show you, you can too. You ready for an episode so juicy it should be confidential? Grab a slice of cake and let's dive in. Ooh! Y'all, this episode is going to be so juicy. It's going to be so juicy, okay? Um, Today's episode, I'm going to be answering some questions from my text fam. They submitted these to me. I'm going to absolutely do more of this Q&A style of episode. So if you want me to answer your personal business questions, first off, you can win a free one-on-one call by simply leaving a five-star review. Like If you're obsessed with this podcast as much as I'm obsessed with you, Girl, leave that five-star review because then you have a chance to win a free one-on-one call. But if you want to ask me personal business questions and you want to get specific feedback from me, potentially, join my text fam, right? Because ever so often I'll text and I'm like, hey, let's do another podcast episode. I want to answer your questions. They'll send me questions and I'll choose a few of them and I'll answer them on this podcast, which is exactly what I'm doing today. Also... (laughs) Like you needed another reason to join my text fam. Um, I send out affirmations. I send out journal prompts, business tips. I'm obs- like I said, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with my text fam. So I'm gonna put a link to join my text fam below in the. In, what is it called again? Y'all know that podcast words are hard for me. The terminology, it's new. You know, um, show notes. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of. Um, But it'll be in the show notes for you all. It's super simple. Click the link, text me, say hi. I just listened to the Text Fam QA podcast. Um, Text me. You'll be signed up for the Text Fam. You'll be good to go. And then the next time I do one of these QA episodes, you'll have an opportunity to submit your questions. And before you ask me, yes, it's actually me. It's your girl. I respond back. I'm sending the text messages. Nobody else. It's not automated. It's me. Um, when you first sign up, you will get a few automated texts just like verifying that you're a part of it. You have to do like a few steps to make sure you follow those. But then from there on out, like it's your girl. It's really your girl. I'll open your cell phone, sending you those text messages. Okay. All right. Let's dive in. All right. Question number one selling. How do I sell in a way that doesn't feel icky or salesy? And oh, I love this question. I love it so much because uh, it's all in your head. It is all in your head. You are creating the story inside of your own head that you feel that you're salesy or that it's icky. You know, you're icky when you sell, right? It is all in your head. Are you spamming people in the DMs? Are you cold pitching people in the DMs? No? Okay. Then are you really being salesy or is this just a story that you're telling self because you're afraid of disappointment? I'm just going to, I'm just going to pause for a second so you can say that. Right? Are you really being salesy or is this just a story you're telling yourself because you're afraid of disappointment, because you're afraid of putting yourself out there, because you're afraid of showing up on Instagram stories and pitching your offer and getting a no and getting ghosted? Right? Which is it? I guarantee you it's just because you're afraid of disappointment. And guess what? As business owners, we can handle disappointment. This is something I tell myself and I tell my clients all the time. If I want it all, I can handle it all. And guess what? Part of that is going to be disappointment. So if you're showing up on video and you're showing up on Instagram and you're providing value and selling both, 
how could you ever be salesy? Right? When people come into my world, they love being sold to. They love being in my free world so much they cannot wait to pay me. That's that's my reality. That's the reality that I created for myself. That's the new story I tell myself. That's the new story you can tell yourself, right? And when somebody comes into my world, they also expect that I'm going to sell to them. I'm going to sell to them on my Instagram story. Sometimes I'm going to sell to them in my post. But if they're in my Instagram world and they're consuming my free content, you best believe I'm also going to be selling. Okay, it's literally my job to sell. It is your job to sell. If you run a business, it's your job to sell. And if you don't sell, right? Do you have a business? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, I love you, but selling is a part of running a business. You have got to get over the story that you created for yourself that you're salesy or you're icky because you're you're offering your product and you're talking about your, your offer that you care so much about, right? Again, you're not spamming people in the DMs. You're not cold pitching people. That's not the vibe. That is not the vibe. And if you're doing that, stop. <laughs> like now, this is your son. Stop doing that because that shit is salesy and icky. Cold pitching people in the DMs and spamming people in the DMs like, nope, that is salesy, right? But when you're showing up on Instagram stories and you're pitching your offer and you're selling your offer to your community, that is not salesy. That's just a story that you've created inside yourself because you're afraid of disappointment, okay? And the easiest way to sell without feeling icky is just provide value first. Provide value first, right? Give, give value, connect with your community, right? Get in the DMs, build relationships with people, right? Respond back to their Instagram stories, respond back to their posts, read their posts, engage with them, and then provide an opportunity to pay you, right? Provide an opportunity to pay you to your entire community. That's not you reaching out to individual people and being like, hey, I think this offer is a really great fit for you. Nope. People come to you. You give them the opportunity and then they reach out to you like, okay, I want more information. Okay, I want to work with you. But again, you have to create the story in your head. You have to replace your current story first off. And then the new story is when people come into your world, they freaking love being sold to. When people come into your world, they love being in your free world so much and consuming your free content so much and the connection that they have with you, they cannot wait to pay you, okay? That's an expectation. All right, question number two. How do I balance spending time filling my soul with my family and giving my community online what they need? I always feel like the lines are blurred. Okay, I'm gonna call you out a little bit here because I love you. You know, I love you, but you're saying what they need, what they need. So you're automatically determining what they need. And it sounds like you've created these expectations in your mind that people need so much of you and so much from you in order to buy. And the beautiful thing about this is that you can change that story, right? You get to create new standards around what people actually need in order to buy from you. Okay. So you can lessen the load, right? You don't have to give your online community so much of you in order for them to buy from you, right? And then you get to spend more of your time filling your soul with your family, okay? And this is so important. It's so, so, so important because a lot of times we have this idea in our head that we have to give, 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 like a nonstop give before somebody will pay us, which is just not the case. Is providing value important? Absolutely. Like I wouldn't have even launched this podcast if I didn't think that providing value is important. It's important. 
But do you need to give so much of yourself that you are drained at the end of the day and you're not spending time with your family and you're not living your life? Do you have to give that much in order for people to pay you? Absolutely not. Right. So you get to shift that story and you get to shift it now. And the other part of this, like if we really want to break this down, you can show up every single day for your community in 30 minutes or less. Like, let's just be honest. They don't need more of you than that. Right. How long are you taking to create content? How long are you allowing your content creation to take? How long are you spending seeking out and building connections to idle clients? How long are you spending outlining a live video? How long are you spending writing one Instagram post? Right. All of these tasks. The thing is, it's like, let's take creating a piece of, you know, an Instagram post, for example. Y'all know I love my Instagram. So let's take writing a feed post. It, it can allow, you can take an hour, right? A feed post could take you two hours to write if you block two hours of time in your schedule to write that content, or it could take you 30 minutes, or it could take you 20 minutes. And if it doesn't take you 20 minutes, okay, you spend 20 minutes writing it and you come back to it the next day, right? Your business isn't going to fall apart if you don't show up for one day. That doesn't mean do that every single day. Okay, but again, you get to choose the standards. You get to create these expectations for your audience. Okay, and right now it feels like you're telling yourself they need so much of you in order to pay you. Not true. Not true. Because if you're giving so much of yourself away and so much of your expertise and so much of your time and energy away for free, how much are you really able to give your paying clients? And then how much are you really able to give your family? Okay, so think about that. You get to create new expectations. You get to shift the story. You have the power. All right, question number three, content creation. What's the best way to get to know your audience again after a long break? I've been away from Instagram for a couple of months and barely know how to start over slash keep going. Okay, 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 okay. Here's the thing. You're not starting over. You're just starting again right? We think when we take a break from social media or we take a step back or we're in a different season of life and we can't show up in the way that we want to, or we don't show up at all that we're starting over. And it might feel like you're starting over, but you're not, right? Your audience is still there. They didn't forget about you, right? You still have the same connection with them. You're not starting over. You're just starting again. And it's literally as simple as that. Just freaking start. You don't need anything else to start. You've done it before. You know what you're doing. You just have to stop spending so much time thinking about what you want to do and thinking about the most strategic way to do this and thinking about like, what's the best way to connect? Is it polls? Is it Instagram stories? Is it like, what is it? Stop thinking so much about what you want to do or need to do and just start freaking doing it, right? You don't need this fancy content calendar. You don't need a detailed, super strategic content plan. There's no best practices for just getting started again. You just have to start, right? You just have to start. You don't need anything fancy. You just have to start. Just ask yourself, what's on my heart to share today? Start there. Because my most saved, my most shared, my most commented on, my most liked, the most DMs I ever got from posts were the ones that I just thought of literally in that moment. So just ask yourself, what's on my heart to share today? And start there, okay? Start there and then use things in your Instagram stories like polls, the question box, share with them where you've been, what you've been up to, right? Make it personal, right? And that doesn't mean that you have to get on Instagram stories and be like, this is where I've been for the past month. No, you don't know. You don't owe anybody an explanation. You can tell them if you want to, but you can also just start. 
right? You can just start. You don't need to give this long drawn out explanation. Just start. Do you know you can do a get to know me quiz. You can, there's so many things that you can do, but you just have to start, right? You just have to start. That's it. It's as simple as that. And I see this so often in business. We'll create so many excuses for ourselves thinking that we need certain things in order to just get started. When in reality, what we need to do is stop thinking about the task and just complete the freaking task, right? We waste so much time thinking about how to do something versus just doing it. And you're going to save yourself so much time and you're going to create so much momentum in your business when you actually just take the step forward and you take it messy. And sometimes you might trip and that's going to be okay. That's that's okay, right? Because if you want it all, you can handle it all. So just start because I guarantee you people in your audience miss the shit out of you. So just start showing up. All right. Question number four. Hi, I'm wondering how to change my mindset and make it a sustainable, lasting change. What do you do? Journaling, affirmations, all of the above. How can I make affirmations feel more true or real for myself? Okay. So in my experience, mindset and energetic work, it requires repetition over time. However, there's a catch to this. So while it requires repetition over time, Every single day when I do mindset work, I set the intention that I never have to experience this thought again, this limiting belief again. I never have to go there again because I've gone there before. I've already gone there, right? And it, it can really be that simple. It doesn't need to take a million years, right? So if I have a thought that doesn't serve me, I can just simply choose a different one. I'm like, okay, I've had this thought before. I've worked through this. I've done the things. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm choosing a different thought every time. Right. And then I'm going to lean into affirmations and journaling exercises and prompts that really combat that limiting belief. So, as for affirmations, right, just writing these down, or I guess to go back and, you know, what do you do journaling affirmations? All of it, right? Listen to my morning routine because that's going to give you insight into the the practices that I do for my mindset. Um, But for affirmations, just writing these down on paper, it's not going to do a dang thing for you, right? You have to actually tap into the feeling of already having it and constantly coming back to that feeling, right? It's repetition over time. Like I was saying, coming back to the feeling, coming back to the feeling. So, and the, it's like the art of, of just choosing again and choosing very quickly. Okay. So it's a combination of both repetition over time, but then setting those expectations. Like I've been here before. I'm not going here again. I'm choosing differently. Okay. And it's really being disciplined with yourself. But anyways, Affirmation. So tapping into the feeling of already having it and constantly coming back to the feeling, hold the desire of what you're affirming no matter what. That's where it's important. So let me give you an example. So if I'm using the affirmation, I'm a seven-figure business owner. I make seven figures every single year, no matter what, with ease. Okay. What does that look like? What does it feel like? Right? Like really tapping into the feeling and holding on to that desire no matter what right? Nothing could make me not want to be a seven-figure business owner. Nothing could make me not desire to make seven figures per year. Just because I get one no in the DMs doesn't mean like, oh shit, I better like read, you know, reconfigure my goals and change them. Nope. I'm, once I decide on something and I'm affirming it, it's that no matter what. Okay. So that's the first thing is having the unwavering belief. But again, okay, I'm a seven-figure business owner and it comes, it happens every single year for me. Like I make seven figures easily, easily and effortlessly. So what does that look like? What does it feel like? Where do I live? What do I wear? How do I act? How do I make decisions on a day-to-day basis in my business and life? How do I invest? 
What do each of my bank accounts look like when I start making this much money? How does it impact my family? You know, what am I able to, you know, pay for our family? It's just like all these things, right? Really paint that picture of what it looks like and what it feels like and tap into that as often as you need to. And then say, you know what, right? If another thought that comes up that, that sort of contradicts that thing that you're affirming, right? If something comes up for me that contradicts the fact that I am a freaking seven figure business owner, I'm like, nope, been here, done that. I'm choosing again. I am a freaking six or a seven figure business owner. And then I go back into that feeling. Okay. I tap into what it looks like and what it feels like for me. And I decide that I'm going to hold on to that desire and affirm it no matter what. Okay. So really ask yourself, what does my day-to-day look like when I've already achieved this? right? Having already become this version of myself, what does it feel like? What does it look like? Start there. (laughs) Y'all, I literally feel like I was just talking like a hundred miles a minute, like a hundred miles a minute in that last question. So you're going to have to rewind, take notes. That answer was a freaking juicy one. It can be applied to so many things in your life and your business. So definitely go back and just listen to this whole, this whole episode has been a vibe. Like, let's just be honest right now. Um, okay. Question number five. So Did you wait until your side hustle hit your nine to five income before leaving your nine to five? Or did you take the leap and figure out how to generate your nine to five after? So literally ever since my first launch, I've always made more than my nine to five income, than my teaching income. So I've always been at the level where I I surpassed my teaching income. And I was making, when I left teaching, my minimum, like my minimum months were like 20 to 30K months minimum. When I left teaching, I had had 50K months. I had had 70K months. I had had 60K months, like 40K months, everywhere in between. But minimum was like 20 to 30K months. Generally, that's what ha- that's what was happening when I left teaching. So I would have left sooner, but I had to go back to teaching because my business, this is a whole nother episode in itself. I had to go back to teaching. So I had originally planned to leave, but then I had to go back because when Ryan and I bought a home, we couldn't secure the loan because my business wasn't old enough. We needed at least two years of taxes. My business was only old or was old enough to only have one year of taxes. It was a whole thing. So I had to go back. I would have left sooner, but here's what I want to let you know. I've loved, I loved leaving my job when there wasn't pressure, right? I love leaving my job knowing and really just knowing, having this knowing in myself that I can create the income right? I'd already surpassed my nine to five. It was comfortable for me to leave. And I loved leaving my job when it felt so good to do so. And it was a no brainer, right? I loved having a nine to five while building my business because it allowed me to really play with numbers and set huge goals without feeling the pressure of not being able to pay my bills, right? It's so important. Like I literally, I loved building my business while also teaching because there was, there wasn't pressure for me. And I think it's, that's invaluable, right? And some of my clients, I'll tell them like, what's wrong with getting a job? Like there is nothing wrong with getting a job. And I think in the online space, it's really romanticized to be your own boss and to be full-time in your business. And sure, it's freaking great. Like I'll tell you, I love it. But does that mean that because you have a nine to five or you get a job that your business, like your business is lesser than? Absolutely not, right? You got to do what you got to do. And I personally loved building my business while also having a job. That doesn't, that didn't mean anything about my business. My business was still incredibly successful, (laughs) incredibly successful. And at the end of the day, it just meant that I got to put more in my savings. I got to spend more money on things that I wanted to. We got to take more trips, right? That's all it meant. And I remember 
Ryan and I sitting down. And this is when I was coaching with Beachbody. So I was still on network marketing. I didn't even own my business yet. We sat down and because I was like, I want to go full time. I want to go full time. I want to go full time. We sat down and we calculated what I would need every, what, what I would need to make every single month in order for us to be comfortable, right? In order for me to pay all my bills, have money, have spending money, whatever. And that became my new energetic minimum, right? And then when I started my own business, I never hit less than that. Never. Never once did I not hit that number when I started my own business. Okay. I wasn't there yet with Beachbody, but when I started my own business, it was like I was there, <laughs> like super, super fast. And, you know, obviously when we bought our home, our home cost $950,000. I shared that in a post on my Instagram a while back. We bought our home in the Bay Area. That number changed, right? We had a mortgage. We had new expenses. We have a baby on the way. So we calculated it again, and that became my new energetic minimum, and I've never hit less less than that. So I'm obviously, (laughs) disclaimer, not a financial advisor. (laughs) Well, never claim to be. Um, But I recommend just sitting down and really calculating, like, how much do I need to make every single month to cover my bills? and feel comfortable. And then really getting yourself behind the belief that that's how much you make every single month without a doubt you can expect that that money's coming in, right? And once you get yourself behind that belief wholeheartedly, your actions will fall in line. But you have to believe that it's possible for yourself too. So let's say that you need to make, you know, 5k per month to comfortably leave your 9 to 5. Okay. So first step, you need to get behind the fact that you believe you can actually make 5K per month every single month, no matter what you're launching, no matter what you're selling, no matter if you're launching or not, you can expect that money to be there. You have to get behind that belief first and then your actions will fall in line. So I would start there. All right. This wraps up this episode. I hope you all loved it as much as I did. I'm obsessed with answering you all's questions. Like I said, if you are not a part of the text fam, like what the heck and Bob are you doing? What are you doing? Because it is so much fun. It is so much fun. Again, the link is going to be down below in the show description for you. The show notes. I love the freaking poop out of y'all and I'll see you next episode. Podcast fam. Listen, hold your cake pops. I am doing something wild. This month, one Cake Money Confidential listener will win a free one-on-one call. This is valued at over $700. So if you love this episode as much as I love you and you want a chance to win, all you have to do is leave a five-star review with your name as your Instagram handle. The winner will be announced on the episode released at the beginning of next month. All right, fam, that's all for today. Wishing you a booty load of cake and massive amounts of money. I love you all so freaking much. See you next week.